Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't we ain't stupid, man, American people, man. We ain't we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know what? That's got to be one of my favorite opens. The one with the guy saying it's Trump 24 deep in the hood. You got gangsters. Trump 2024. Woo, woo. Wow. <laughs> that has got to so tick off people who don't like Donald Trump. I love it. I love it. They've made him public enemy number one. Everything. I, I just went through the list with you. Right? Trump. The Russian agent, the insurrectionist, the election denier, the rapist, misogynist, racist, homophobe, the dictator, the tyrant, the white supremacist, the classified documents, thief, the domestic terrorist, the dictator, corrupt businessman, the authoritarian, the nationalist, the mega extremist, the corporate fraudster. Trump is Hitler. It's sad, isn't it? It's sad. You can't get upset about it. It's just, it's pathological and it's unfortunate. And leading the tribe of those diagnosed with TDS is none other than Liz Cheney, who always looks like she's... (laughs) I could have won. (laughs) I could have won, she said. I could have won in that. No, you couldn't have because you suck. And everybody knows that you suck, Liz. Your dad sucked. (laughs) so nice try so this is the new claim so she's got a book (laughs) the book should be called sell out and suck up but she calls it oath and honor (laughs) i like to operate in my own fairy tale land of of literary titles and i bequeathed upon her it's called sell out and suck up so she's gonna sit down with another person I despise, I do not like Brett Baer from Vox News. He's a little twerp who is too fast to call Arizona at 6% for Joe Biden. That day, Fox News died forever to me. I don't care. I'm done. Finally, I bud lighted these clowns, right? So it's nice when I hear them. <laughs> and I can make fun of what they say, too. So Brett Baer has Liz Cheney on. Why on earth this is even, I don't, I don't know. But he's going to start talking about this book, and he's actually going to have momentary glimpses of random acts of journalism. Brief, 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 brief. But they're there. 
And we'll talk about that. You're you're scared. You're scared, Liz, of Donald Trump being reelected. Why are you so scared? Listen. You're fearful of a second Trump presidency. I am. I think that, um, you know, we know what he will do. He's already done it. We saw what he did after the 2020 election. Uh, Obviously, what he did to try to seize power in 2020. uh, And, of course, on January 6th. He tried to seize power. He didn't try to seize power. He tried to say, wait, we have a lot of questions. Donald Trump didn't try to stay. He didn't barricade the the doors at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue closed. He said, we have some serious questions. And we have questions from all over the country. And I believe we should probably talk about those questions. Nope. Election denier. Think about how frightening that is in this country today. Because this is the world in which our children are being raised. Where on social media, they have to be very careful. At young ages, careful of what they say, lest they tick off the angry mob of triggered leftists. Not allowed to say, you know what? We have video at three in the morning of this van making a deposit at the loading dock of the arena, the arena where we're counting votes. And it looks like a hell of a lot of ballots. Might we speak about that? No! Big lie, liar. Crazy. She continues, he will destroy the rule of law by putting his own people in charge. That's what they're afraid of. There aren't people from past administrations who are still there. Donald Trump knows better now. He knows who to have in his inner circle. He knows better who he can trust. And he knows who he can't. And that scares Liz Cheney. Go. If you look at the steps that he would have to take in terms of simply refusing to enforce court orders or comply with court orders with which he disagrees, um, putting people in key positions uh, as attorney general, for example, or as head of OLC, uh, unethical lawyers who uh, would help him, uh, frankly, uh, blow through many of the guardrails of our Constitution. I think it's a, it's a very real concern uh, that he would uh, take steps very quickly that would unravel the rule of law. Mm. The rule of law that you guys have already completely molested. And she's opining. He's going to put in corrupt lawyers. This is like that hack Rice University history professor. He's got Hitler's speeches on his nightstand. You guys are such hacks. I feel for you. Then Brett Baer, in a moment of clarity, says, well, you know what? I, I found this Wall Street Journal editorial, the one I just read to you the prior hour where they're saying that the pants-on-fire claims of the left about Donald Trump is merely projection. This is exactly what the Democrats have already done. What about that, Lizzie? Go. This is the Wall Street Journal. This is not a MAGA, you know, op-ed here. Uh, And they say, Trump as dictator is classic case of projection. 
abuse executive power, abuse executive power, ignore the law, run roughshod over individual liberties, retaliate against political opponents. Mr. Biden and his allies have done exactly what they warn Mr. Trump will do if he returns to the White House. Unlike Mr. Biden, however, Mr. Trump would have to contend with a hostile media and a federal bureaucracy that would be throwing pots, pans and candlesticks at him at every step. Well, I think they're wrong. I think if you, again, if you look at, we don't have to guess about what, what uh, next President Trump would do because he did it before. Uh, and he what? would not have around him the people that were around him, the people, frankly, that uh, the country will hear from uh, as his trial moves forward, who were all his appointees, people that he appointed the White House Counsel's Office, the Department of Justice, his own family, uh, people that told him on January 6th, as you and I were talking that day, actually, uh, that he needed to tell the mob to go home people who told him that what he was doing was illegal. You're Those people won't be around him. And, oh. you know, the rulings oh. of our courts are fundamental to who we are uh, as a constitutional republic. If a president doesn't enforce those rulings, they don't have weight. You're so worried that, that Trump is going to come in and that there are going to be new judges installed and all of these things that you've done, Liz, that you and, and the Uniparty have done that you've gone along lock, stop it, lock, stop and barrel with. You part of that sham commission. You lied on live television to the entirety of the world as you know it. And you have the audacity to submit that Donald Trump is going to do. The, he's going to break the law. What did he do before he asked questions? He said he believed that it was cheated. He was cheated. He believed that people's votes were stolen. Liz, you're pathetic. And so Brett Barrett's going to say, well, what about Biden? Biden is a dictator. I'm sure you can see Biden is a dictator because I would suggest that he is. Go. You wrote a book uh, about George Washington. The last chapter of your book is called The Gift of a Peaceful Transition of Power. That's, that is what we're talking about. Yeah, but, but this I, is not about this, me. That's right. But that's a very important concept. Let me finish my answer. Because every single president, Republican and Democrat, since George Washington, has ensured the peaceful transition of power. Mm. Donald Trump tried to seize power. Bullcrap. It's a blatant lie, Liz. And by the way, the lapel pin, the lapel pin on your left lapel of an American flag is insulting to me. How dare you wear the stars and stripes? Because our founding fathers in the original colonies are rolling over in their graves saying, oh my gosh, what have these lunatics done? And she's the queen. How about you, Liz, getting clobbered in your last election? Well, here's a little defense mechanism from Liz Cheney. Listen to audio soundbite five. I won my primary by 70% of the vote. I could have done that again if I was willing to lie about what Donald Trump right. did. I wasn't willing to do that. I voted against that impeachment that you're talking about, mm. the first impeachment. I voted against it. Um, but this was different. When you have a president of the United States who attempts to seize power, that, that goes to the heart of, of who we are. And that danger is one we can't ignore. Hey, Brett Baer, this is for you. All you had to ask was, how did he try to seize power? Give me an example. What did he do? Prove it. Where's your evidence? Brett Baer's a hack. The mainstream media hacks. Which is why you listen to us. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, you know, a new poll shows most Americans want U.S. businesses prosecuted for hiring blank. What is it? Well, we've been talking about them. Let's see if you agree. That's in the next segment of the Whitey Bell Radio Program.
All right, so did you think about it? What do you think? Fill in the blank. Most Americans want U.S. businesses prosecuted for hiring illegals. This is very interesting. Americans surveyed about this great replacement theory, which we were told that is so racist. That's disgusting. How could you even suggest that? Which means that's what they're doing. And you can see that's what they're doing. Why pay you 15 bucks an hour when you can pay a migrant seven? Get two for the price of one. You don't think people are already thinking about that? Of course they are. Most Americans, this is from Breitbart.com, the poll. Most Americans want businesses prosecuted for hiring illegal aliens. Well, they're all freaking illegal now. Nobody who's come across. I need asylum. Really? The overwhelming majority of American voters want employers in the United States to be prosecuted for hiring illegal aliens. A new poll has revealed the poll, which surveyed more than a thousand registered voters and was conducted from December 10th through December 13th. So last week found that 64 percent of Americans want the federal government to penalize and fine employers that hire illegal aliens for U.S. jobs akin to enacting mandatory E-Verify nationwide. What is E-Verify? Well, it's kind of like geolocating. It's another way for the government to track and monitor the people in this country. Why would they want to do that? Well, perhaps to mobilize said asylees with a text message. They're giving them cell phones. You guys get a cell phone? Did you get your Obama phone? Your Obama money? No, you got Obama premiums in healthcare. That suck. That's what you got. E-verify. Very careful about this. Only 32% of those polled. Opposed such a policy. 4% of voters said they were unsure. Wow. Importantly, for 2024 presidential and congressional candidates... 61% of swing voters say they support nationwide mandatory E-Verify, as well as 64% of self-described moderates. Likewise, prosecuting employers for hiring illegal aliens is even popular with Democrats, 53% of whom said they back such a policy. Meanwhile, almost 8 in 10 Republicans said they want to see mandatory E-Verify enacted nationwide. As federal data have shown, few employers today are prosecuted for hiring illegals. The polls fall in line with other surveys that have shown for years, blah, 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 blah. 70% of likely U.S. voters back nationwide mandatory e You know what I wish we would speak of instead of this? I'd like to find the 85,000 unaccompanied children who survived God knows what on their trek to come to this country who our government has lost and they don't care to find them. Children. 
Children who were raped along the way by the cartels, the coyotes, code for travel agents or travel advisors. And once they get here into this country that they believe is the answer to their prayers, they get basically sold into servitude where they work like slaves. But we shouldn't be talking about that. Alejandro Mayorkas was asked this very question. Where are all of the children? Do you know? You don't even care. They don't care. Like the driver of that semi in San Antonio last year. He had 53 human beings in the back of a tractor trailer. And he parked it. And he walked away from it. And all 53 of those people died. Who could do that? Your federal government. Because they don't care about these kids. What do they care about? I wonder. So it's not like any of us is in the dark about what's actually going on here. And the beating of the drum that continues to put Donald Trump in the national headlines. That man has gotten more press for having no official job whatsoever in our country right now for being a private citizen. And by the way, you know what they were looking for, of course, when they raided Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump has the goods. And they know it. Coming up next, in our final half hour, a whistleblower exposing the plan to track and disable your car. This is already this is already working. It's already happening. Hold on. Don't miss this. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. I still remember the conversation that my mom had with my grandpa when it was time for him to give his license back. He suffered from macular degeneration. And in addition to losing his vision, there were horrible terrors almost like nightmares but while he was awake where he saw things that weren't there and I would watch him and he would get startled it was awful to watch and the day that the conversation needed to be had dad I I just it's time it's time to get rid of the car because it's not safe anymore for you to drive it was awful Driving is freedom. Driving is independence. Driving allows you to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, for as long as you want to do it, and how fast you want to do it. 
And not even that is safe in this world of control. Look, make no mistake, they want to control your money. They want to control the food supply. They want to control what you drive. They want to control how you heat and cool your home. There's even talk of technology that's already out. And it's the size of a rice, a grain of rice. And in that little grain of rice is the entirety of your medical history. That's creepy. So it would not be a stretch at all for us to imagine a world in which in order to get access to your local grocery store, you have to scan your fingerprint or something to prove worthy because you've been vaccinated. They want your cars. They want to completely phase out cars that they cannot insert something into to control, to monitor, and to run. And that is the end game. It's not something out of the Jetsons. This isn't something weird. I'm not crazy. LifeSiteNews.com. A whistleblower exposes coordinated plans for tracking and disabling your car. You say, well, I don't want to I don't want to drive an EV. I'm not going to go buy an EV. Well, you know what they're going to do? And according to this whistleblower, they're going to just start outlawing cars that use gasoline. They're going to be old cars. They're going to force upon you new cars, new cars that have specific things installed in them that, of course, they control. Linked to digital ID. Hmm. The electric cars of the near future will be all but mandatory. An anonymous source from the German insurance industry claims that, quote, within the next 10 years, it will basically be impossible to insure old cars. That's how they're going to squeeze you. Oh, yeah. You didn't take our advice. You didn't hear us when we suggested and then we kind of begged a little bit and then we kind of bribed you a little bit and then we warned you and then we threatened you. Yeah, well, about that. A whistleblower from the German insurance industry has warned the month, this month rather, of an alarming trend, which may see all cars in the near future capable of being remotely disabled. Now, why would anybody want to do that? To control you. You want to vote for so-and-so? Hmm. You lose your freedom. Car disabled. That's crazy. What are you talking about? Is it really? In a letter initially sent in response to a YouTube channel concerned about digital ID, the unnamed insider said, quote, I work in the IT department of a very large, renowned insurance company headquartered in Germany. Unfortunately, what I tell my circle of friends and relatives about my projects, they dismiss as conspiracy theory. He continues with a warning of public ignorance over the significant factor in the increasing application of artificial intelligence. Oh, it's so great. It's so cool. It'll write your turn paper. Oh, goody. Nothing good comes from this. Artificial intelligence in a rapidly developing technological world. Quote, many people don't see or understand what will happen to us with this great digitization, digitalization revolution, especially the possible dangers or misuse. The, whistle doc- the whistleblower documents a number of pilot projects that he's working on in the IT department of a very large insurance company in Germany. It's called Project Remote Control. 
So what is planned for the future of motoring? Well, the pilot projects referenced in the letter clearly demonstrate the dangers of the advancing digitalization of private life. Linked to digital ID, the electric cars of the near future will be all but mandatory as the anonymous source claims that, quote, within the next 10 years, it will basically be impossible to insure old cars. Going to go to Allstate, State Farm, whatever, and they're going to be like, and sorry, that's going to cost you $5,000 a month to insure. What? Yeah. With drivers compelled to switch to digitally enabled electric vehicles. This means their data will be used to calculate insurance premiums in real time. Then we're going to control you. This is 1984. According to the source, this data will include location tracking, healthy or unhealthy eating patterns, in the driver's locale. Are you near a drive through China does this, guys. Canada does this. Individual driving style. It will also involve the monitoring of a built-in breathalyzer. The car will be remotely disabled if alcohol is detected. It is claimed even if the driver's alcohol level is below the legal limit. It's all about safety, the greater good. Roll up your sleeves, get it. Well, we don't have any safety of it. Yeah, well, it's fine. Just do it. Time is now. We're in a rush. Sounds so familiar. Shockingly, the anonymous source also claims that politically exposed persons may see any vehicle they use remotely disabled. What? Speaking of a project scheduled for 2025, his letter notes a, quote, cooperation between the insurance giant he works for and the, quote, Federal Ministry of Defense and National Security. The source goes on to say that if a vehicle is registered to a politically exposed person and there is a suspected case, this person will no longer be able to start their vehicle. It will be deactivated via remote monitoring. A suspected case of what? Of saying the wrong thing? Of asking the wrong questions? Of having a different viewpoint? Of not walking with the sheep to slaughter? This will not be restricted to the affected person's own car, he says. This applies to all private vehicles in which the politically exposed person sits, except officially registered ones like police cars. So wait a minute. You're going to go after your political opponents by locking down their vehicles and those of their family members, their staffs and otherwise? Boy, doesn't this sound like America. The claims of this letter are astonishing, and they first began to circulate following their appearance on the Survival Lily YouTube channel. A dedicated prepper, the eponymous Lily, read out the letter in its entirety on November 25th. Following its circulation on the Internet, a U.K. car enthusiast decided to test the explosive claims made in the letter. And what he found confirmed that car manufacturers, insurers, and bodies such as the U.S. National Transportation Safety Board are indeed working to realize this dystopian future. On his own YouTube channel, number 27, a British classic car enthusiast named Jack Pegararo addressed every point made in the anonymous letter. He began with the planned integration of breathalyzers into all electronic cars, saying, quote, I've done a little bit of research because I thought that sounded ridiculous. His incredulity, though, was corrected by the discovery that such measures were already underway. He began by citing a 2021 article from USA Today titled Automakers Must Install Technology 
in new cars to combat drunk driving. Always got to need a common good, a greater good, something overarching. We got to stop people dying from drunk driving accidents. (laughs) Taking away your freedom to choose to make bad decisions. The article showed how the U.S. Congress passed a law to mandate the installation of installation of this technology in the next two years. Under the legislation, monitoring systems to stop intoxicated drivers would roll out in all new vehicles as early as 2026. After the Transportation Department assesses the best form of technology to install in millions of vehicles and automakers are given time to comply. The source claimed the data would be collected on the driver's shopping habits using location tracking to determine the relative healthiness of their diet. What the hell does it have to do with your damn car? It doesn't because it has nothing to do with your car. It has everything to do with control. This is why Liz Cheney is melting down, calling Donald Trump a guy who wanted to seize power. They can't have him back because this stops when he or a true conservative like him is in office. Digital integration between the vehicle and the owner's digital identity will result in real-time monitoring of driving and other behaviors, including eating habits. Artificial intelligence link-ups with globalist big tech giants are also mentioned. Oh, goody, because they don't suck enough now. With the nameless author noting that our pilot projects with the connection to AI are particularly interesting here in ongoing cooperation with Google and Microsoft. These cars then are online 24-7 and in real time in touch with the insurance and traffic authorities to remotely surveil and to remotely surveil you. Every little move sounds innocuous. We've got to keep people safe breathalyzers for all just makes sense you don't like it don't drink and drive it's like limiting the number you know limiting the capacity of a magazine do you really need a hundred rounds it's not a bill of needs it's a bill of rights and they want yours gone we're back right after this on the wendy bell radio program Look, this technology thing, this this robotics thing, everything is designed to, quote unquote, make your life easier. Right? I remember growing up and watching the Jetsons. And everything that they did, state-of-the-art stuff, aside from basically flying around in your own car, we already have now. We have. It's true. We've got it. Always sold as a way to save you time, save you money. We're going to make things more convenient for you. Artificial intelligence doesn't do that. And quite frankly, COVID makes me distrust all technology. Do you guys believe the, the science? Do you believe the data? When you hear researchers cited, does that like, oh, Does that make you feel confident? Oh, they said so that I feel much better about this now. By all means, trample my civil, my liberties, my individual freedoms. 
That's all yours. Go ahead. The thing I don't get is why is it that the Democrats, the progressive wing in particular, why are these people so willing to give up everything that they have? Why are they so willing to bow at the altar of crazy? It doesn't make sense to me. So many of these people were the hippies of the 1960s, right? They pushed back against war, but now they're part of this global war machine. They want more war. War! We need war! Really? Now we need peace. We need peace. We need to stay the hell out of other people's business. How about that? I think that's a great idea. Buzz off. We have enough problems. Why don't we focus here? Stay here. The hippies of the 60s, the rules breaker. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a sit-in. We're not going anywhere. We're protesting. Now they want everybody to rush on. Get that vaccine. Show me your vax card. You're not allowed in for Thanksgiving until you do. Here's a COVID test. Quickly, swab. What happened to you people? What did they make you? The hippies of the 60s? What are you, in your late teens, early 20s? 60 years ago, you're now in your late 70s, maybe your 80s. What happened to you? You fell for it. You believed what they were selling. Don't you see that you're a cog in their machine? That they never cared about you? You're a tax dollar. They need you. What happened? I want to read you the official case of of this Brandon Straka winning this giant lawfare case brought against him by D.C. police and a far left nonprofit law firm. I want you to read. I want you. I want to read to you the official story so you realize the ire so I can Jen Psaki and circle back to the beginning monologue where I melted down. Over the indiscriminate making up of evidence, the the twisting of statutes, the the complete obliteration of law and order and justice so that you can hide the theft of a U.S. election. And in order to continue that lie that Joe Biden won, all of these other things have to be going on. You can't be focused, friends. You're not allowed to pay attention. They won't have it. Walkaway founder Brandon Straka announced Monday that he won the bogus J6 case brought against him by corrupt, lying, leftist, Soros-funded lawyers and deceitful Washington police officers. He was accused of violating the KKK Act and engaged in a white supremacist attack on black and brown police officers on January 6, 2021. The plaintiffs accused Brandon and other conservatives of causing their, quote, injuries, which included being pepper sprayed and becoming exhausted and conspired to encroach on their civil rights. What a bunch of crybabies. What a bunch of people who suck. During the discovery phase of the investigation, Brandon's attorneys discovered that none of the police officers was even on the side of the building he was on during his time at the Capitol. And one of the plaintiffs was in Maryland. (laughs) He posted on X earlier today, I have won the J6 case against me by the corrupt, lying, leftist, Soros-funded D.C. nonprofit law firm Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. Over two years ago, I was served 
in a civil lawsuit by eight black and brown Capitol police officers whom I've never met, had no contact with on January 6th and who I was never even in within proximity of. They sued me under the KKK Act, alleging that I engaged in a white supremacist attack on black and brown police officers, that I caused their injuries, yada, 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 almost every detail and allegation against me was a lie. In fact, I'll say it, a known lie. Knowing that I committed no violence on January 6th and didn't encourage anybody else to either, this lawsuit alleged that I violently breached the barricades of the Capitol and proceeded to attack police officers, including the plaintiffs. The case entered discovery where we gathered evidence that conclusively showed that none of these officers was anywhere near me. Causes cost me the cases cost me well into six figures to defend and hundreds and hundreds of hours of my time, which is, of course, the whole point. The left has weaponized our legal system, turning Democrat majority districts into a playground where they can abuse the process to harm those who get in the way of their political agendas. But this case was even too preposterous for the D.C. courts. And after years of fighting, I have won. This is a much-needed victory for truth, for decency, and for even a shred of restoration of our faith that justice still exists within the corners of our legal system. I thank you all who helped support me through this battle. Your support got me through, and my victory is your victory. Please share this victory with anyone else you know, particularly January 6th defendants. God bless you all. Justice shouldn't take two years, $150,000, and ugly court cases. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. We'll see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Peace.